It's time for the Josh Kirby on Sports Podcast. Connected. This is Dave Johnson, voice of the Washington Wizards. You have connected to the right place because you are listening to my man, Josh Kirby, on Sports Podcast. Coming to you from the Trumbull Insurance Agency Virtual Studio. Turn your stress and anxiety into peace and security with Trumbull Insurance. Contact Patrick Van Kemper today for all your insurance needs at 540 540- Five three two zero six two two, and for the rest of our sponsors, Regroup Building Services, PM Plus Reserves, Shenandoah Primitives, Doctor Dave Leadership Corporation, and Mark Francis with Icon Real Estate. This is another edition of the Kirby on Sports podcast from four teams to two. The Super Bowl is just about two weeks away. Joining me on this edition of the Kirby on Sports Podcast, the weapon, Dan Dembski, and the Swiss Army Knife, Carlos Martinez. Gentlemen, it was a fun, exciting week of football. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I just hate to say it. I can't believe it's almost over. Yeah, it's uh, the season has flown by now we're in the uh almost to the super bowl it's just crazy how fast it's gone and um two teams in the super bowl that especially one team that we you know who would have thought the cincinnati (laughs) bengals would be in the super bowl but here we are cincinnati bengals are in there and um yeah it's going to be a really fun matchup looking forward to talking to talking about it with you guys hello carlos i think he's broken A moment of silence, boys. A moment of silence for for Jax Mahomes and Brittany Mahomes, or whatever her last name is. A moment of silence. We're here on this very, very sad day. I'm wearing all black for a reason. Because that man, no, that man, (laughs) couldn't get it done in 13 seconds like he did last time. So sad. But as they say in the show business, the show must go on. What's up, boys? <laughs> well, uh, the like bad that. thing is the Chiefs aren't in it, but the good part, we don't have to see Jackson Mahomes TikToking at the Super Bowl. Thank That's the good God. <laughs> That's a real blessing right there. That oh, yeah. is a real blessing. Absolutely. Once again, we are live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Your comments are welcome, and we will take your questions throughout the show. We will get to the AFC and NFC Championship game, but first and foremost, it is absolutely official. Ladies and gentlemen, the legend, Tom Brady. He is no doubtedly a legend times 
10 times 20. I mean, maybe times 30. I mean, we will never see another Tom Brady again in this week. I mean, I think it's safe to say it would be very, 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 very difficult to see anybody like Tom Brady come through this league again as we bring in all his career stats. Tom Brady is officially retired. He is a seven-time Super Bowl champion, a five-time Super Bowl MVP, a three-time uh, three-time first-team All-Pro. You totally skipped three-time league MVP, but that's fine. He's a 15-time Pro Bowler. He's got the most career quarterback wins at 243. Most career passing attempts at 11,317. Most career completions, 7,263. Most career passing touchdowns at 624. Most career passing yards, 84,520. The GOAT, the man, the legend, Tom Brady has called it a career. You forgot sixth round draft pick, pick. Oh yeah, pick one ninety nine, and he I, comes I out have as a career like this. Unbelievable. I have two questions for you about this. Number one, are you taking the over or the under on how quickly Tom Brady will be inducted to both the Patriots and the Buccaneers Ring of Honor? What? Yeah. <laughs> How what do you fa- mean? I, I'm trying to say how fast. Fast. Will- there, fast. done. Very Move fast. on. He's going to be the fastest player ever inducted. <laughs> like what the, what type of question is that? How fast? No, seriously, he's going to be how- the fastest player ever. Fast. That's it. It's fast. He's the greatest player ever. Next question. Next question. Jeez. Next question. Carlos when Tom Brady is up to be elected into the he's hall gonna be a unanimous decision first round hall of fame ballot that's it move on this is, these aren't questions question. these aren't that questions. wasn't my question that wasn't my question will the discussion on whether tom brady three gets seconds to the mvp will it be more time or less time than Peyton gets Man? into the mvp no yeah it, the hall of fame excuse me yeah, uh, three seconds less it's it's less, gonna be less, less. Even less though they're not all, even there's not even all, gonna be a discussion we all knew tom Peyton brady was, yeah. well let's put him in tom brady oh he's in all right I mean, cool. it's, it's, Move on. It's, it's easy i mean five years ago he was a hall of famer six years ago he was a hall of famer seven years ago he's a hall of famer he's 10 years ago he was a hall of famer yeah absolutely absolutely he's had three hall of fame careers in the span of one that's right pretty much you can literally divide his career into eras the first three super bowls the drought of super bowls which he was still pretty dang on good during that because that was that was that was the undefeated season that was him you know Mm -hmm. breaking the you know single season touchdown record which of course then peyton manning went on a break but at the time you know he broke that with randy moss that was the the second giant Super Bowl that they lost, like there, that was the second part of his career. Then it was actually it was four careers because then you got then you got the next three Patriots Super Bowls and then you got this little stint in Tampa. I mean, he's had four careers in one basically. So yeah, and he's broken. Listen, he's won every meaningful thing you can win. He's broken every conceivable record. I mean, just look at this graphic; it's ridiculous. Um, yeah, you know. He is bar none, not only the greatest quarterback of all time, he's the greatest player in NFL history. Would you say he's the greatest athlete of all time? 
Because I've See, seen that debate a lot. That's a tough one. That, that's that's, that's a debatable. Tough one. Yeah, I think I think you could debate that one. Um, that's kind of where you. It's also hard to cross-examine, like Michael Jordan versus Tom Brady, right? Um, well, I mean, I I would say Tom Brady's probably because you know Jordan longevity wise and yeah, playing longevity a sport wise, like football. I mean, and like hell, you're and Jordan when up. Jordan left when Jordan left the you know basketball finally he like retired like three times. You know, when he finally retired, he wasn't at the peak of his powers. Tom Brady's still at the peak of his powers. And you've seen the like quote that. everywhere of him saying he wasn't going to retire until he sucked. And then everybody's making the joke. He just got tired of waiting to suck because it was just taking too long. So he just decided to retire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, just incredible. Like, it's incredible because he he's going to come second in MVP voting probably this year. Um, So, and the fact that he's now retiring, he's almost 45 is incredible his career has been nothing short of incredible and listen the fact that he's able at 43 and 44 years old to play at the extremely high level that he has i mean yeah we, carlos said it i mean he's he's a he was an mvp candidate this this season at his age um mm-hmm. he just defied logic time space continuum whatever you want to say um i know i've said that a lot this season, I see, you know, Tom Brady defies all physics and everything because he's just, you're not supposed to be able to, you know, at when in the NFL, you're not supposed to perform past like 35. That's like the, the, the upper limit a lot of times. For a quarterbacks, lot of times, maybe. A lot of times. Quarterbacks maybe sometimes a go longer. a little longer. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is like, it what, 37? Yeah. It just depends on how the court, like, but you got to think Brady really, really invested in his body and taking care of his body. So that's, that's the difference between like him and some other quarterbacks where he just like really, really like committed to everything that he would do. But I guess the fun quote that we're going to make here is father time was undefeated until he met Tom Brady. (laughs) That's right. He is now, he is now the one in quite like a bajillion and one. <laughs> and you know, so many people like myself when I first heard Brady was first of all leaving New England, which I think a lot of people thought after that playoff loss to the Titans, he's no longer going to be a Patriot, but I I thought deep down inside he's going to retire, he's going to walk away because mm-hmm. that seemed like the most logical thing. I mean, he'd come in and completely I mean, first of all, change the game of football um and completely took that franchise and made them it made them a juggernaut. I mean, he was he was the main cog in that wheel. So the fact that he left uh, New England was surprising to me. And then he goes to Tampa Bay, and a lot of people doubted him. Right? A lot of people said, "What is he?" You know, Tam- I, Tampa had some good pieces the season before, but then of course they really beefed up that roster. Um, and Tom Brady was a big attraction as part of that. Obviously Gronk and and all mm-hmm. the other players they brought in at that time. But yeah, what it what a fantastic career he's had, and um, also just. The fact that he really wasn't injured a whole lot. I mean, talk about his big injury. Mm-hmm. I think it was 2008 where he tore his yeah, ACL. It was, yeah, it was the um, season after the undefeated season. Tore his was, ACL. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And Against the Chiefs, know. ironically. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and I believe that was the first game of the season. Uh, mm-hmm. So that was... And then uh, the Pats almost made the playoffs that year. So then, of course, the discussion started. Yeah, 11 really, with Matt Castle. Yeah, is is it really Brady or is it you know Belichick or whatever? That's kind of it was a mixture of both. It it Um, it it always was. It always mm -hmm. was. Um, and yeah, look at Castle got that huge contract and, ooh, from the uh, 
from the Chiefs. <laughs> from the right? Chiefs. Yeah. yeah, from the Chiefs. Like, didn't quite pan out, but and he, then he also ended um, up on the Cowboys later on. But we're that, not talking that, about Matt Castle. We're talking about the right. goat right now. All right. Yeah, he's. Uh, it's just there's. I mean, there's been a million things said about Tom Brady, and it's just like it all boils down to his greatness and his his willingness to win and be a competitor. That's really, to me, what Tom Brady means mm-hmm. uh, to professional sports and professional football more than anything else. He is the ultimate competitor, the ultimate winner, and, and he, he's done it all in his career. You can't ask for anything more than what Tom Brady gave to the game of football. Yeah, I, and, I, like, and, and like, real quick, uh, and like you said, Kirby, like, We'll never like we've never seen anything like this, and we're never going to see anything like this again. No like way. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, no, none of these guys are ever going to come, you know, do what Brady did because look how long it took Brady to even do this. He he right. had a like he got lucky, really, to be honest. Like lucky in terms of like being able to keep playing at this level for this long, and obviously he invested a lot. It wasn't luck, but like he invested so much to be able to do this. Um, and but just to think, like seven Super Bowls—that's insane. Like he has more Super Bowls than any franchise in the in the NFL. Yep, that's he, exactly right. For for me, I, mm. I I think this season was very unique because we both had the opportunity to watch um, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, and I had the opportunity to watch Tom Brady um, in Washington, and um, I think. Just seeing Tom Brady made me appreciate football, and I I was like, man, this man's been in the league forever. Seeing him in person, it it was crazy. Then seeing Patrick Mahomes, it's like what Brady's exiting, and we have a new era of quarterbacks. And uh, that's not me saying Mahomes is going to do anything what Brady did, which he's not. But we we saw the because. I, I sort of saw the new generation of quarterback. I saw, saw a changing Tom of the guard. Brady, pretty saw a changing much. of the guard right there. Yeah, yep. I, I'm just it wasn't blessed really a changing the of the guard because Brady still had it. Brady still had the guard. He's like, you know what? I'm too good. I am not getting worse. Just just take it before before I before I continue to dominate this league until I'm 60. Just take it. Just take it away from me. Well, and family plays a role in that too. You know, one hundred percent. His kids are, you know, I'm not sure how old his kids are, but I know they're. Uh, his oldest like son, I think, is about to start high school. Yeah, he's, he's like wow. a teenager, and then his youngest is probably what five or it's six his, or something. Yeah, his, I think it's his daughter's the youngest who. Yeah. You know, obviously the joke is made. She's touched the Super Bowl trophy more times than Dallas has in the past 25 years. Ooh. Um, <laughs> hey but yeah, man, um, the Cowboys are the meme of the league. So. Yeah. Well. Sort we of. deserve it. Another, we deserve it. We deserve here, it. You know. Um, so, oh, go ahead. Yeah, uh, you. I was just gonna say that, like, you know, that that plays a big role in it too. And I'm sure he and Giselle had had conversations throughout every off season. Of oh, course, yeah. when you, you know, I'm sure it's several times in New England. I know he's talked about 2015, 2016, um, were times that he was gonna give it up, and then. Of course, makes that incredible comeback against the Falcons, and that we sort could of... not have gone with, through this con- whole conversation and not bring up twenty eight. You to can't 30. bring that up. We yeah, can't. We can't not. not bring that up. That was his. That was his master. That was That's like his crescendo moment there. Like that was peak Tom Brady. Like, what other guy is gonna come back from that in the Super Bowl and do it in the fashion that they did it? It's and, just. I mean, that cemented him as the goat right there. 
And listen, if if the Patriots don't come back in that game, there's there's a chance Brady walks away. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I kind of think that way. Um, it kind of reignited a fire under Tom Brady saying, you know, the, the winning feels great. Like, this is, I mean, obviously he'd felt it several times before that. But I think that Super Bowl in particular was was most special because of the, you know, the context behind it. And mm-hmm. like like you said, Carlos, the insane comeback and, and effort the Patriots had to take to get back uh, in that ball game. But to me, that just summarizes Tom Brady. He's just a true competitor. First of all, the game's never over with Brady, no matter what the scoreboard says. We saw it. We, we saw we it. Saw we it. saw it in the divisional round. It yep, wasn't exactly over. Right. He made a comeback, twenty-seven to three, and then of course, this time he couldn't finish it off. But right. he did his damn best to try. Yeah, I mean, honestly, they. I mean, they get one more drive in that game. They they win, but obviously, you know, you if you know, shoulda, coulda, woulda sort of situation there. That's, yep. Water over the bridge, but under the bridge. Under yeah, the bridge. Under, it's under, under it's bridge. under, it's under, it's under. Because it'd be over the dam under the bridge. Anyway. Um Yeah, so that's that's to me that's just Tom Brady, man. He just you can't count him out. People doubted him throughout his career in, in several steps. Like Carlos said, he had many careers rolled up into one. Um and people doubted him at every stage of his career. People doubted every him when, stage. He, when he was drafted in the sixth round, he's a backup quarterback to Drew Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe gets well, actually hurt. when he got drafted, he was he was the fourth string quarterback. Fourth string quarterback. He had they a had, fight yep. tooth and nail just to stay on the roster. He got no respect working. at Michigan when he was at Michigan because then they the got Drew Henson to come back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Tom Brady's story is like the tr- a truly underdog story up until he became like the best quarterback in the league. Then it was like he, he, he's part of the empire, you know. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, Hollywood you see, material. You see a guy 100%. take over, you know, it was like September, uh, September. I think it was, I read today, it was like September 23rd, 01. Bledsoe gets hurt, um, and that that opens the door for Tom Brady to go out and show what he does. And and he even after, even after Bledsoe, right, I mean, when Bledsoe first got healthy, there was, you know, rumblings, is Brady really the quarterback? But then Belichick's like, look, Brady's our guy. And like you said, Carlos, from there it was... Um, you know, as they say, the rest is history. So mm-hmm. what a, just you can't you can't put into words what his career means to not only professional football, but professional sports in general and just true competitive nature. It's 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 just unbelievable. Um, Dan, I have a question. This is more directed to you uh, sure. since you were in this field. Could you see Tom Brady taking a part-time major sports network role like Gronk did with Fox. Could you see Brady in a broadcast booth or anything of that nature? Uh, Possibly, but, you know, I I think, at least not immediately, I I think he's going to take some, first of all, he's going to take some time away from football. I I think he's going to take a couple off seasons and just spend time with family and stuff. He'll still, you'll still see him around, I'm sure. Um but I, I honestly see him more as a coach or something along those lines, some sort of role with coaching. Um, but look, I, I'm not going to rule out that he couldn't be a broadcaster. I think he'd be great at broadcasting. Um, but I don't know. You know, some we've seen some guys that are good at it, and we've seen some guys that are not so good at it. Like Jason Witten. Oh, sorry. Jason Did Witten, I say that? Did um, I say that? I hate to say I hate to say Drew Brees, but he is not very good at it either. It's just kind of awkward. And we got to I want to give Drew Brees some time though. I think there's potential there. Maybe. We just he just has to unlock you see it. Some flashes, but I mean, first of all, it's rare to find someone like Tony Romo that can just step in the booth and immediately 
has but Romo been. has his bad games. Like like last the, week was bad. That was bad. That, that was, was bad. bad. Wait yeah, a second. Was, Wait a second. In this, in that game. Wait yeah. a second. There is a plot twist. Bill Belichick retires. Tom Brady coaches for the New England Patriots, and he wins another seven <laughs> Super Bowl rings. Yeah, I. I I disagree with both of you. I don't think he's funny. Coming, I I think he's gonna. I don't see him coming back in a in an announcer's role. I don't see him coming back in as a, like a studio analyst role. I don't see him coming back coaching. I just don't see Brady coming back to football. I think he's done with like. I just think like. I don't doubt like that. he you know I I don't know. I just get the vibe he's gonna be kind of like I could maybe see him. And an owner, not like owning a team full on, but being like a minority owner of a team or something ownership like group that, or something, yeah. Or may, maybe he's going to get some ownership with the Patriots. Who knows? Um, if um, I can't remember their owner's name right now, Kraft. Uh, Robert Kraft. Kraft, Robert Kraft. That's what it was. Thank you, boys. I knew it started with a K. Um, <laughs> but yeah, R- Robert Kraft. Um, maybe he's going to give him some ownership stake in in the Patriots, but um, or maybe he might get some ownership stake in in the Buccaneers. Who knows? Um. But yeah, I I don't see him coming back. I, I like, I I just don't. I just don't. He just doesn't give me that vibe that he would come back and be okay with not playing. Because I just feel like he's that competitive of a guy that I just being that, around football is 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 going to be too hard for him. Uh, yeah, and another thing to keep in mind is he's got you know the, this diet stuff, nutrition, obviously. The, he's got the, every. He's got the crypto stuff. Like he's got he, every. He can be he can be a hell of a salesman. Uh, you know I don't did think I he necessarily yeah you did but but you're all good. He can he can be a hell of a salesman. I don't really I I don't necessarily disagree with that, Carlos. It's it's all speculation. We don't know what Brady's going to do. Only, you know he I'm sure he's talked about um talked about it with Giselle. But I I do think first and foremost he's going to take at least a couple seasons away from football. Um at least out of the spotlight. I think that's kind of what he is is leaning towards anyway. So we'll or maybe see, he joins the Manning cast. Oh man, that would be legendary. Oh, yeah. Now there's he, an interesting he, proposition, boys. Eli could just roast them and stuff the entire time. Or Eli could just kick rocks and you know you just have Peyton and Brady. <laughs> I don't know. The chemistry <laughs> with Peyton and Eli is pretty damn good. I mean Nah, brother... but the chemistry between Brady between Brady and Peyton is just it's legendary. It is fantastic. You know what they should do is kick Eli and get Cooper Manning instead. <laughs> Oh my gosh! The other brother. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's crazy. But the goat, Tom Brady, has retired. Tom, thank you for all the memories. I uh, know I haven't. Uh, um, uh, I mean, I haven't always. Liked thank Tom you, twelve. TB twelve. <laughs> he is officially retired. We'll talk the AFC and the NFC championship game right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, let me just tell you about Regroup Building Services. If you're looking to get your home remodeled, any part of your home, bathroom, kitchen, want to get a deck built, anything like that, Regroup Building Services can just about do everything. And take it from me, because they came in and they remodeled my family's kitchen, and they do a great job. 
So if you're looking for any sort of home remodeling needs, uh, deck work done, anything of that nature, reach out to my guy Sean Hibbard over at Regroup Building Services today. You can check them out on their website, www.regroupbuildingservices.com, where they do the honeydews that your honey don't. Make sure you tell them Josh sent you. All right, boys, let's get this show on the road the AFC and NFC championship game. Once again, could we ask, could we have asked for a better weekend of football? Uh, no. Uh, you had two insane games. Um, obviously, the first, um, obviously the AFC championship game goes to overtime. The second game doesn't, but it comes pretty close. Um, just, just a very fun way to wrap up the you know, the, the championship weekend, obviously going into the Super Bowl now. And um, I don't think you could ask for better games. Uh, I, I think that kind of hypes up the Super Bowl even more because of how good the, <laughs> the, the championship games were. You know what I mean? So, mm. uh, yeah, it was, it was it was a hell of a weekend. And um, really, some really uh, dramatic moments as well, which I'm sure we're going to touch on. The football gods blessed us last week Delivered. with the – with four straight division, great divisional games, Packers 49ers, we, we don't have to talk about, um, <laughs> but they were they were generous enough to be like, you know what, conference championship, we know that sometimes you know one game is close, but then the other game is a blowout, and then it doesn't matter. <laughs> exactly. You know, you know, you know, and it looked like we were about to get one of those games, but the the football gods said, you know what, you guys have been through a lot. Let's give you guys another two great games. How about that? Yep. And they delivered. Let's, they delivered. And let's talk about one of those games. The Cincinnati Bengals and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, I, I mean, we'll just start off there. Kansas City has a pretty uh, big lead going into halftime. Uh, Chiefs obviously cannot convert and think they can get a little bit fancy with Tyreek Hill, but the uh, Bengals defense stops them, limiting them from scoring points to end the first half. Then it comes out that there are no points scored, uh, little to no points scored in the um, third quarter and fourth quarter ends up. Kansas City has an opportunity to drive down, trying to win the game, and Bengals defense steps up forces a game-tying field goal, and it sends this game to overtime. A postseason stat for you. Um, no team has ever won back-to-back postseason in overtime. And that graphic came up. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, but Patrick Mahomes got this. But, no, he did it. He threw he an interception. And, 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 yeah, thought it was the coin toss, like you said. And um, <laughs> threw an interception, and the Bengals – Cashed in, Evan McPherson, ice in his veins, and the Cincinnati Bengals stun just about everybody, and they're going to the Super Bowl. And like we said before, who would have thought that after this season, Cincinnati would be in a Super Bowl? Because I sure as hell didn't believe it. I sure as hell would have never believed it if you would have told me last season. Because we all know Joe Burrow had an ACL tear last season. Even and this season, we didn't think that that was going to happen. Yeah, we yeah. picked them to 
be we picked incredible. them to be the bottom of the barrel in the north. So well, hey, we I'm hey, people sorry. Miss. People miss. Incredible. Um Carlos, I know you probably shed a tear or two um over this. I did game. not. I don't oh, I don't cry not. over games, okay? Even when the only, Dallas only lost to milk. San Francisco, I don't I don't I don't cry for football games. That's just not my thing. Um Yeah, but this was definitely a I mean, in terms of AFC championship game history, mm-hmm. this was by far the biggest choke job I've ever seen by a team. By I far. Agree. I agree. Um, I was, I Patrick Mahomes to. in that second half played like absolute doo-doo. He was awful. Um, and it really looked like, and, and I'm not the only person to bring this up. A lot of people brought this up. It really looked like the first half Kansas City was playing the way that they had been playing for the past like couple weeks when they've turned it on. But then that second half they came out and it looks like they reverted back to that team from the first like eight weeks of the season where, you know, where they just couldn't get anything going. They weren't taking, they were Patrick Mahomes was just constantly looking for the big play instead of just taking what the Bengals were giving them. Um, And really just not scoring at the end of that first half really, really changed the dynamic of this game because, you know, at that point, Cincinnati was starting to feel themselves. They had just scored on that, you know, screen pass touchdown. Um, yeah, and then, you know, then obviously they don't score or did they, you know, because Patrick Mahomes for some odd reason decides to throw a bubble screen to Tyreek Hill. Yeah, terrible you know, when, play call there. Yeah, it was a terrible yeah. play call. They should have taken the points. They should have gone for the field goal. Or, if anything, Mahomes needed to just throw, you know, it needed to go to the end zone. It, it can't go, you know, to... Behind the line you know, of scrimmage. You know, behind, or behind the line of scrimmage, and yeah. then Tyreek Hill has to somehow make it in. You know, Tyreek's not the biggest guy in the world. He's fast, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, he's not he's not going to physically dominate anybody in terms of like running, like being able to, you know, drag some, you know, defenders into the end zone and just, and then coming out and that's, you know, and then they had the kick, you know, they had the ball starting the second half and they just like did nothing like for, you know, the next three drives. And then, you know, and, and this literally kind of went exactly like the last game in Cincinnati, and I thought this game, you know, and I text, I texted the group, or, you know, early in the game when Kansas City was rolling, I was like, it just looks like Kansas City's been here. It just, it this just looks like another game to them, and it just looks like the moment's too big for Cincinnati. That completely flipped in the second half, and I think the the Bengals beating the Chiefs earlier in the season, this same way where they were they were they were down going into halftime. They know the it, formula. Yeah, they knew the formula. And then on top of that, they were like, we've done this before. Like, like we can already see this team is starting to break. Like, we, they've given us their best shot. Now now it's time for us to, to, to get at it. And I thought also, I thought maybe this game was going to be different too because it was at Arrowhead. Joe Burrow was, I mean, I, I'm sorry, it's Joe Burr because he's ice cold. Like, he, he, he fears no, like, that Arrowhead crowd didn't even, like, bother him in the slightest in that second half and they were trying the chiefs were trying and then yeah and then just that that last drive i mean that last drive for kansas city in uh regulate or at the end of regulation i mean what is patrick mahomes doing 
What like he's he's holding the ball too long? Just throw it at the back of the end zone. Mm-hmm. You can't take those type of sacks. That's bad. You know to really push you out of, you know. I mean, luckily, you know, our kicker made the kick, but I mean, still, like you put Kansas City in like a very very tough position there to to tie the game, and then in overtime, of course, you know, we win the coin toss. Kirby for some reason's like, oh, that's game, and I'm just like, what has Patrick Mahomes shown you this second half that makes you think he can drive down the field and they're going to score a touchdown? What has, not even just Patrick Mahomes, the whole Chiefs offense in total, what have they done to really make you think this is like the Bills game? This is, you know, the defenses are both tired. Whoever wins this is going to, you know, win the game. This, this had, this had none of that feel. And I don't know what, you know, Patrick Mahomes, what was the first play? It was incomplete. The second play was the interception, if I remember correctly, mm-hmm. is how yeah, it went. That's right. Yep. And I don't know what uh, he was just—he literally played like Aaron Rodgers did in that 49ers game, where he was just trying to force it to his weapon, Tyreek Hill. And it really—and obviously, Dan, you brought this up too—that once once Cincinnati was only blitzing three and dropping eight, that that's what really, really like had. Kansas City baffled, um, and Patrick Mahomes couldn't figure it out. Um, yeah, just over. I mean, I I do I, like we have to give credit to Cincinnati because they played this game perfectly. Yeah, and they came out in the second half very confident. And Jamar Chase, you know, only six receptions, fifty four yards, one touchdown. Um, he's, I mean, he, he definitely didn't have the same impact in this. I mean. In terms of production, he didn't have the same impact as he did in the last game, but he was still such a factor in the game that like Kansas City's defense was focused on him, and it let guys like T. Higgins, T. Higgins yeah. you know, get a whole bunch of you know yardage on them. Yeah. Overall, yeah, just you know, my thoughts are, are you know Cincinnati. You know, I don't I don't want to take anything away from Cincinnati because they really played a great game. And I mean, my God, this is a Cinderella story. Nobody had Cincinnati even winning the division. It was Baltimore and Cleveland. You know, for us, us three here, we that's who we thought was was the it was a two horse race between them. And Ooh. then were we wrong? Yeah, Wolf. <laughs> and then and then Cincinnati comes out of nowhere, wins the division. You know, they 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 win their first home playoff game, the first playoff game in like what like since texting like 1991. Yeah, yeah. You know, then they go, they beat the number one seed Tennessee Titans with Derrick Henry, who didn't look like Derrick Henry, but they still went up there and Joe Burrow sacked nine times, and they still find a way to win that game. Number one seed, yeah, yeah. And then they come to Arrowhead, Kansas City, the the what is it, the two time. Defending AFC champions, one-time Super Bowl champions. This is their fourth straight trip, you know, mm-hmm. here to the AFC Championship game in Arrowhead with that crowd just bearing down on you. And they come in and they, and and obviously, and they took their best, they took the Chiefs' best shot in the first half. And then second half, they were like, "All right, time to go to work." And they completely shut Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs down, hold them to only three points in the second half. And then they go off and score another 17 and win in overtime. Like I said, an absolute choke job, in my opinion, by Kansas City. Because all Kansas City had to do was just score a touchdown and a field goal, maybe. One touchdown and a field goal. And this game was going to be completely out of reach for Cincinnati. There was not going to be enough time for them to make it. 
to come back. And there's going to have to be a lot of soul searching in the Chiefs because this is literally the Chiefs season. You know, they were very up and down. You know, first half of the season, they couldn't get a win to save their lives, really. And, like, we're really struggling with how defense is adjusted to them. Then they figured out, okay, we got to be more patient. We just got to take what they give us. And, and, and then they started to get on a roll. They play that great game against the Bills. You know, one of, one of the greatest games that we'll ever see. Come out here. They're still rolling off of, that, off of that performance and are playing well. And then just completely poop the bed in the second half. It's just a complete choke job by Kansas City. But, like I said, Cincinnati just played it perfectly. And, you know, congrats to Cincinnati. You're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, Carlos covered it from head to toe. I don't think I have too much to add that would be any more insight. Um, I'll just sort of echo your point about the Chiefs failing in the at the end of the first half there. First of all, the play call was kind of dumb. Uh, I, think, I think the Chiefs got arrogant and... They got greedy. They got greedy. greedy. That's especially at the I, end of that. I hate to give Booger McFarlane credit, but that was his quote. They got greedy. Yep, he's exactly right. You t- you take the three there, and and you know, there all of a sudden Cincinnati has no momentum because even giving up mm-hmm. any points at the end of the half there, you you have nothing. Cincinnati mm-hmm. gets the stop. They gets they get a good chunk of that momentum back, even though the score was still it was still an eighteen point deficit for them at that time. Uh, that's the turning point in the game, and then. That kind of fired him up coming out of the locker room, and and you and you could see that. And Carlos, you talked about um, the, how stifled the Chiefs were on offense in the second half, and I think that's just credit to what Cincinnati did, um, shutting down. You know, sort of keeping Patrick Mahomes in the pocket, looking for receivers. Um, and if Mahomes was going to run, he wasn't going to have a whole lot of space. I felt like they did a good job, you know, down the field covering receivers, uh, keeping those rushing lanes contained and sort of making Mahomes stay back there in the pocket, try to do something. Um, and their secondary just played it perfectly. Um, that that was the key to stopping the Chiefs in the second half. And then uh, the Bengals just, you know, they slowly chipped away at that lead. And, you know, by the time, you know, they – by the time they get back in the game, I, I just kind of felt like, wow, this just – like all the momentum was with them at that point because they had just climbed back into the game on the road in Arrowhead, like you talked about, fourth straight AFC title game for Kansas City. Um, all the odds were stacked up against the the Bengals. Not a lot of people give them a chance. Gave them a chance in this game, and you got to credit what Zach Taylor's been able to do. Here's a guy that came in heavily criticized, um, really from the get go. You know, rightfully so. It seemed like last season, even though you know Joe Burrow obviously missed the whole season, but um, we, you didn't see a lot of characteristics in Zach Taylor that spoke that he's an NFL head coach. I think a lot of people mm. would agree with that. And I would agree. the fact that the Bengals, the Bengals had sort of a, you know, they had, they had an interesting season. They, they came, they came hot late though. And like I talked about mm-hmm. at the beginning of the playoffs, that's really what it's all about. What team gets hot late a lot of times. Um, it's so hard to find a team. Uh, they can stay consistently hot throughout the season and continue that in the postseason. At some point, the wind is going to come out of the sails a little bit, and it did for Kansas City, um, and it came out in, in, a, in a big way. So got to credit Cincinnati for being able to get to their first Super Bowl, like you said on the graphics, since since the late 80s, 1989. Um, nobody in their right mind picked Cincinnati to get to, get to this no. 
get into this. I don't even think Cincinnati fans no thought way. Cincinnati was going to get this far. No Especially way. with how their offensive line. I mean, their offensive line is, especially on the right side, is god awful. So bad. So They're bad. so bad. But the fact that this connection between Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, that it's so special that it just overcomes that. And it's not even just them. Obviously, they have, they're very talented. Like, they have T. Higgins, who's proven to be a great receiver or a good receiver. I don't know if we can call him great just yet. Um, but he's de- he's definitely very he's productive. Decent, yeah. Yep. yeah, he's definitely very productive. I mean, I would love him on my team for sure. <laughs> um, you know, Joe mm-hmm. Mixon, you know, th- then you got Joe Mixon, who's, who's, you know, yeah, sure, he's not scoring a lot of touchdowns, but, I mean, he's getting production also. He almost had 100 I mean, yards. Have, yeah, that was huge. And, and they, was lost, huge they, they lost their tight end, you know, early in the game. And they still overcame that. And I don't think he's going to be able to even play the Super Bowl. I, I don't no. know that yet. I, I think yeah, it was a pretty, I, pretty significant. Yeah, I think it was just, yeah. I mean, it had to have been, you know, yeah, for him to not be able to keep going. But, yeah, the, for Cincinnati, I mean, to overcome these things that we thought was going to be a detriment to them this season, the offensive line, you know, I mean, you know, the offensive line, the fact that this team is very cheap on facilities and stuff, you know, and, and you know, we weren't sure if Zach Taylor was the guy because history had shown us so far that he wasn't the guy. Right. Um, the fact that they were that they were able to overcome this and completely flip the narrative and make it make it all the way to the Super Bowl is incredible. Like we have to give credit where credit is due. And I think it all starts with them drafting Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is just one of those guys that's just a winner. And he's going to win you games. And he's just so – Joe Burrow so cool, dude. He's so cool. <laughs> it's funny Joe Burrow's to me, awesome. Because if you put any other quarterback in, in their situation with that terrible like, – like you said, especially right side of the offensive line, they would struggle uh, immensely. It's just something about Joe Burrow who – He's adjusted to it because since he's gotten there, they've had a bad offensive line. Oh, yeah, bad 100%. offensive line is what got him injured in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and yeah, that crappy Washington field. Yeah, there's been a lot of <laughs> uh, a lot of legs injured on that Washington field for sure. Yeah, they're gonna make um, a lot of tombstones there once yeah. they tear down that stadium. RG three is gonna be the first one, but one hundred percent. But I must say that. It's just it's just a hell of a comeback story for Joe Burrow, what he's been able to do, um, and how oh, he's he been took, able to survive. He, 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 he took comeback player of the year from Dak Prescott. He's like, oh, no oh you thought you're gonna be? Oh, I'll take that. Thank you. <laughs> yep. And and easy on those cigars, boy. Well, those uh, easy on those cigars. I mean, uh, I, I mean, I, we're talking about your doppelganger, really... Kirby. By the way, <laughs> nice hair. Looks familiar. Thank you. Well. <laughs> I mean, I don't really have much to add, but I would like to touch on the fact, how do you go from playing so hot in the first half to coming out so flat in the second half? That was my, I I was like, Mm -hmm. how does this happen? You come out, Mm -hmm. you play well. And I mean, I I was out there like stunned. Especially Kansas City, right? Because I mean, this Mm -hmm. kid's Kansas City. You expect them more than any other team, they 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 adjust well. So yeah, the fact that they came out so flat, and the Bengals had just the opposite approach. I mean, they adjusted perfectly uh, coming mm-hmm. out of the locker room. I mean, you you, you got to wonder what was said behind closed locker room doors. Um, being, uh, I don't know if anybody can know that for sure. I'm sure NFL Films has stuff, but you know that's neither here nor there. It's just, I don't know. It, I think a lot of it's just a matter of of motivation. Um, 
You know, I, I think for the Chiefs, they probably just felt like we've been here before. We know what to do. We're just going to go out there and mm-hmm. take care of business. Very stoic attitude. And, you know, the Bengals are probably riled up at getting that stop and sort of fired them up. And they said, you know, here's here's how we're going to get back in this game. Da 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 da. Here's the three things we want to do. And they came out and did it. That's yeah. that's basically it. Yeah, the the way the way I could best put it is like Kansas City, like they're the they're the top dogs. Like they're the top dogs of of the conference. Like sure they were the two seed, but we know in reality they were the actual one seed. Um, <laughs> like come on, let's be honest here. Um, but the way I would put it is it's kind of like a it's kind of like in like the UFC for instance or like boxing. You know, like the champ. Like this is like this is not. You know, this is just another fight for them at this point, right? Because their reign has been so long at this point. For them, this is just another fight. For their opponent, this is the biggest game of their life at this point. Yep. So, like, they're going to come in with everything. And, like, they're going to give you their best, their absolute best. And for for Kansas City, they, you know, they just had that tough matchup against the Bills. And I think they just kind of thought, especially with how the first half went, they just thought it was just going to keep going. And... They didn't make adjustments that well in the second half. I mean, they rarely, I mean, they only had like three possessions in the second half, only came out with three points. Uh, And considering that in the, I mean, they were having their way with Cincinnati in the first half. Like, and and even on that last drive that they didn't score on, I mean, again, they moved down the field quickly. It's just then once they got to the one yard line, they made some boneheaded decisions. And then that started the downward spiral of Patrick Mahomes. It just, it just makes no. Like I said, this was a this was the ultimate choke job in AFC Championship history because, it, it you know they brought up some or I heard you know, obviously some candidates that like people brought up, but everybody but everybody ultimately went back to like this is probably the worst. You know you got like the Patriots you know back in like '06, you know they're at it was the RCA Dome at the time because. Yeah, this was before Lucas Oil was, was before open. Lucas, it was, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. In 2006, uh, you know, the you know Peyton Manning's like first Super Bowl run. Um, he, they they had a big the Patriots had a big lead and then they squandered it and the uh, you know Peyton Manning came back and I'm, if I remember correctly he like hurt his hand in that game too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's right. But again, like ultimately, like the Colts were the better team in terms of like the players and then also they were the one seed if I remember correctly. Um, and a lot of Patriots fans were like, if we would have won that game, that would have been incredible. We actually didn't think we were going to win that game. Um, but And it sort of got the monkey off of Peyton Manning's back that he couldn't yeah. he couldn't get into the Super Bowl. Well, obviously, he, he hadn't to that point. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he, and also it was, you know, Brady at that point had already won his three. Yeah. Uh, they had, at that point, I think Brady was, like, dominating Manning in, in terms of head-to-head. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like that's that's like the most recent example you can come up with in term. Again, this is all in terms of like AFC championship games, not because obviously we know the ultimate choke job is the Falcons. You know, twenty to three, they take the kick. Oh, we, 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 you know, <laughs> that will always be the greatest blunder of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this case, yeah, like this was the ultimate choke job. Like Andy Reid screwed the pooch. He like he did not. He did not get this team right you know when once they saw things weren't going the right way they didn't really adjust like they i said the three the three yeah. to eight thing like they just didn't they didn't adjust to that well and he it never looked like somebody went to patrick mahomes and told him hey dude relax stop looking for the big play 
you're, you're you're reverting back to 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 the problems that we had earlier. Take what the defense is giving you. That's what worked in the first half. Continue doing that in the second half. Stop trying to make he something happen that's head. not there. Yeah, he got he got in his own head, and it's obvious that no one sat him down and had a conversation like you just said. I mean, because look, they, they probably figure he's Patrick Mahomes. He'll he'll snap out of it. He always does. He's Patrick Mahomes again. He's Patrick Mahomes. Uh, mm-hmm. He's he, he's a great quarterback. He's one of the best in the league. Um, so you know, he'll he'll recover from that. But unfortunately, he just got too much in his own head, and he was never able to bounce back from that. So. Yeah, it's yeah. This it's, is gonna be a pivotal off season for him because he's he's got a lot to he's got a lot to figure out in my opinion in terms of just in terms of continuing to be patient and understand yeah. that he's not gonna always have these big plays. And then, I, I mean, do you, uh, this question has been brought up by a lot of people, so I'm gonna ask you guys this. Do you think this whole Jackson Mahomes, Brittany, I, she doesn't go by Mahomes if I, I, I no, don't think. No, they're, but, they're I don't engaged. Even think they're, they're not married. married. Yeah, I think, I th- I think, yeah, I think they're engaged. Um, yeah. They're probably going to get married this offseason. But, you know, but his fiance, do you think the, that whole distraction thing might be part of something going on with him? It definitely doesn't help. You know, it definitely doesn't help when you when you know that that's going on. And it's it definitely goes through his mind. I don't know how big of a part it, it takes um just because most of the time it doesn't seem to bother him and we didn't see him mm. see it bother him he doesn't really address it but that's that's a good point i mean if you, you think about a quarterback psyche and something like that definitely you have to consider uh could cause problems so yeah yeah i think it definitely could play a factor i don't know how big it is or how how much it affects his his uh you know his his head or whatnot when he's trying to play football but yeah, they got to figure that out too because it just—it's first of all, it's a distraction not only to Patrick Mahomes, but it makes the Chiefs mm-hmm. look bad too. And then people it makes the Chiefs, Chiefs look fans. bad. It makes people dislike the Chiefs. It makes people dislike Patrick Mahomes because and he's associated with them, them even winning. though he has nothing to, you know. Like I love Patrick Mahomes, but I don't like his brother. I, yeah. I'm indifferent to his fiance. I think she kind of needs to, you know, she's causing some issues for him PR wise. Yeah. Um, but Jackson is definitely, I mean, he's, he's a kid. So I technically, I think he's 17 or whatever. He's a kid riding the coattails of his brother's success. Like, yeah, he's, he's dude, just sit down. Self. Like ultimately you're like, if your brother wasn't successful, you'd be a nobody. Listen, and that's it. And that's another thing where, where the parents have to step in at that point. That's, that's what I think. But again, I'm not uh, a parent. I don't think I'll be a parent anytime soon. But I will say that that that's not really Patrick Mahomes' job to say, "Hey, you need to stop this." And he pro- that's probably how he feels about it too. He's waiting for mm. some outside force to come in and say, "Hey, you need to stop this." Which maybe somebody on the Chiefs needs to do it. You know, maybe I mean, I know, to- I know. If I was in that situation, like if like you know my significant other and like my little brother were like causing all this like social media stuff i would be like yo y'all gotta chill out because you're causing you're you're causing me stress so chill the chill the f out uh uh, and just stay off of social media and and stop being the story not being a distraction that's that's the biggest thing yeah you know you're you're definitely right um but but again i don't don't think mahomes is like that Uh, patrick is like that he just seems kind of like an easygoing guy just kind of goes with the flow i'm not saying you don't 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 get me wrong um, I think I think your response is similar to what most people would do, but Patrick Mahomes just doesn't come off like 
you know, the kind of person that would respond in that respect. I think he would just mm-hmm. kind of, and that's what we've seen. I mean, we've seen pictures with the, the three of them and he looks absolutely miserable. <laughs> you know, videos <laughs> with him in the background, just, you know, barely making eye contact with the camera. It's, it's funny to me, but yeah, no, I, sorry. My answer was way too long. I want to get Kirby's thoughts on that. Cause that is, that is a good question. Yep. I, I mean, <laughs> I, uh, I re- at some point I think it's some kind of distraction, but I think Patrick Mahomes just lets them do what they want to do, so he can mm-hmm. focus on the big game. But uh, I mean, it does bring negative, it is some sort of negative publicity, obviously, mm-hmm. because I don't think Patrick think Mahomes so. would be in the stands, a uh, stand spraying, uh, spraying champagne. Excuse me. I don't think Patrick Mahomes would make a TikTok on the field at all. I just think oh, he. I think somebody <laughs> just said, "Hey, Patrick, just give your um fiance and uh, brother season tickets. They can be on the field, whatever." And he just goes with it because he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't really well, have family, the time so. to. He, yeah. he doesn't really have the time to babysit them, saying, "Hey, please don't do this. I'm trying right. to focus." And he just, you know, and how that, many that's my two cents. And, you know, and how many players' families not only, A, have, you know, have season tickets, but, two, have on-field passes and behave just perfectly fine? We don't hear any stories. I mean, maybe you could find a few examples in the last decade in the NFL. But it's it's rare. But, but not really. But not really. I mean, but yeah, not, not it, but especially every single week. But especially at the caliber that, like, because Patrick Mahomes is, is the exact. top quarterback in the league, right? You never saw that from Brady, you know, from Giselle. Like Giselle, I, I never even think Giselle was ever on the field. No, you know? she was only in the I think Giselle box. was just in the box. Sometimes yeah, I think she was box. just at home. I don't even think she came to the game sometimes. Yeah, she was she was having kids, so I mean you can't really blame her there. But I mean, but like they had like Mahomes has a kid. Like no, they have a daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's also a bad so, example for, for the daughter as well. Like Look at how these. I mean, like, I don't want to embarrass like her, like, yeah. you know, parenting skills because you know, no, 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 no. I'm sure but, she's a great mom. But listen, like, raining it, down campaign on fans. Yeah, that's not the best look. That's that's not that's not a good look at all. But uh, all right, let's get off of this topic. Let's because, go to the NFC you know, now. Let's. Yeah, let's, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think sure. I, I think we, I think we've about wrapped up the AFC. Yeah, yeah, what we've wrapped it up. The Cincinnati Bengals have done what we thought the impossible (laughs) the impossible yeah you said it best carlos but when we return we will talk about the nfc championship game it is all coming your way right after this For sports fans living in condominium and homeowners associations, as well as business professionals, when you need a reserve study, PM Plus Reserves has been in business since 1990. Their studies are accurate and easy to understand. Check them out when your association needs a study, www.pmplusreserves.com. You can also contact them at 703-803-8436. Once again, www.pmplusreserves.com. Is it finally time to upgrade your home's interior? How about with an authentic farm table made locally from recycled barn wood? Shenandoah Primitives, based right here in Winchester, Virginia, makes farm tables, benches, tables, 
coffee tables, and a long list of other items for your home decorating needs. At Shenandoah Primitives, function and style are combined for great furniture that will last generations. If you're interested in combining the industrial look of metal with wood or considering something incredibly unique with a live edge, Shenandoah Primitives turns those ideas into reality. Thinking about a mirror, wine rack, or other accent piece for your home, Shenandoah Primitives can assist with that as well. As a local small business, Shenandoah Primitives is happy to work with each client for a custom design or schedule an appointment to come out and view current inventory. Local high-quality handmade items can be found at Shenandoah Primitives. Find us on Facebook and Instagram or visit us at www.shenandoahprimitives.com. Once again, that's www.shenandoahprimitives.com. We touched on the AFC side. It is now time to touch on Why the I, NFC I'm side. Here now. Yeah, now you're at the bottom of the basement. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. Ah, happens, now I'm back. Hey. Like yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, if um the one thriller in an AFC championship game wasn't enough, this game didn't quite live up to expectations, but it was still pretty fun to watch. The Los Angeles Rams and the San Francisco 49ers will pull the stats up there right now, but uh, I mean, just initial reactions hey, to this take, game. Take off the overlay. Oh, yep, that's right. You know, I, I screwed knows. something up. I screwed. Oh my God, Sorry, my fault. You screwed the pooch, yeah. man. <laughs> Which I was screwed the pooch. Yeah, it was going, 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 going. Initial reaction mm-hmm. is how the 49ers got in this position. Is the fact of the matter is they have a really good defense because yeah. I looked and I saw this game. Carried. Jimmy Garoppolo sucks. I mean, yeah, the, the way he played, I'm sorry. He's not breaking really really bad. Yeah, he, he was, was really bad. bad. Really, really bad in this game. Yeah. I mean, how they beat the Rams before? Yeah, this is just, it's just crazy. Clearly, Matthew Stafford wanted it more. Clearly, you look at, uh, I mean, yeah, uh, l- let me rewind a little bit. Uh, I, I'm mm. just, Blurting out my thoughts. I got to do this uh-huh. constructively. The 49ers defense looked pretty good. Um, Stafford threw an interception, obviously. Looking at the Rams, the only part of the 49ers defense that was questionable was their secondary because Cooper Cup, they were letting him open most of the game. And he oh, had yeah. uh, two touchdowns off of that. So mm-hmm. that. Um, Jim, yeah. once again, I'm not really sure what's going on with Jimmy Garoppolo, but it just was like, really? That's the real Jimmy G. I mean, we saw the actual Jimmy Garoppolo. Real Jimmy I mean, G. I, I'm, try- I'm trying Please to, I'm trying stand. to formulate this. It's like, uh-huh. was, was this 49ers team a fraud and they just no. made their no. way into the championship no, they're good. game no no they're, they're a good team they're, they're a good football team they yeah. they all all they need is a quarterback and they will but, be a contender every year i think but uh, let's talk about that this. let's talk about this just for a moment here 
The okay. 49ers have, have been criticized, and we've th- thought so many times over the course of this past season that the 49ers, the, it, yeah, I mean, they were struggling up and down, All up season. and down season. And until the end, here they are getting like the to Bengals. this spot. It's like the Bengals, similar story. It's just like the Bengals. They just got hot at Pretty the right much. time. They run. Yeah, they, they got they, hot at the right they time. They won that last month of the season. They just they just got on a run, and that's that's yeah. what it takes. But I I'm very surprised at how poor um, Jimmy G performed. In my why opinion. I'm not. What? He's he's the kind of guy that under bright lights he just he can't perform. Um, it's just he's always been that way. But I think I thought he could have after- played better. That's all. But uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What has, again, I'll I'll present the question again. What has he shown you that makes you think he could have played better? I'm, no, I'm not saying this game, but I'm saying in we, um, but just again, just in general, what has he shown you in his history that he can play better than this? Nothing. I I guess even in the Super Bowl run season two years ago. That in that in that NFC Championship game where they completely beat the brakes off the Packers, it wasn't Jimmy G throwing; it was the run game. In the Super Bowl, what costed them the game? Jimmy G overthrowing a guy. <laughs> yeah, you know, like like J- this is Jimmy Garoppolo. He is just not the kind of guy. He's not a Matthew Stafford, where like he's going to come up in the biggest moments. He's not. He's not a Patrick Mahomes. Clearly, this is just Jimmy Garoppolo. This is who he is. He's the, he's the type of guy who, who, you know, under the on under the brightest lights, like you said, he's gonna fold. Now, to your point about the 49ers, were are the 49ers a fraud? No, they're not a fraud. Or, you know, or asking the question if they're a fraud, not that you're calling them a fraud. Um, to to your point, they're not. They have a great team. Debo Samuel's a is an animal man like i would yeah. love debo samuel on my team oh my you know God. they have a stack they have a stacked defensive line the problem with their defense and why cooper cup and odell beckham had such big games was because that secondary is not the best anymore when they made that run to the super bowl two years ago they had richard sherman they had a few dogs back there and they've kind of lost them you know in the past couple years and you, you know and and yeah, I don't think the 49ers were frauds. I think, you know, they won the games. They went to Dallas. They beat Dallas. And, like, they beat us, you know? They went to Green Bay, and it was a defensive battle. But, I mean, they shut Aaron Rodgers down. Now, offensively, they got nothing going, which, again, goes to my point. What has Jimmy G really shown us to really make you think that, oh, he's going to be able to, like, he's going <laughs> to play better than, you know, Matthew Stafford or something like that? Not that I'm saying that that's what you were saying, but, like, I'm just comparing the two, obviously. You know, and they were leading in this game. It's not like they got like blown out or anything like that. But when it came down to it, you know what? What really solidified this is who Jimmy G is was that penultimate drive before, you know, with like two minutes left, right? So the second to last drive, uh, where they needed to do something, and they had the worst possible result. They like lost like they got like negative two yards on the like th- quick three and out. And like they just completely screwed screwed up on that drive, and I like it's bad when your head coach even knows that like he can't rely on you and purposely tries <laughs> to hide you. Yeah. So th- so that's all it is. Yeah, yeah, I this game to me, um, you know, I, I I think the Rams 
I mean, their defense. We know we we know how good that defense is. Uh, we talked. I mean, we've talked all season about Aaron Donald and, um, you know, just how good that three four defense of Greg Ga- Greg Gaines, uh, Leonard Floyd, of course, as well. Um, Von Miller and Von and and the and the linebackers, even more impressive group, like you said. With Von, Von Miller, Miller coming Troy, back to life, man. Tro- Troy Reader had a heck of a game. Um, just a really solid defense, and and that makes it a lot easier for a guy like Matt Stafford uh, coming into a. Mm-hmm. A lot of people thought a pretty good situation, um, oh, yeah. and of course, when they bring in Odell Beckham, that helps him out a lot too. And it turns out Odell was not the problem in Cleveland, <laughs> which. <laughs> You know, well, maybe in terms that, of team morale, maybe he was the problem. Morale, but, but, but in not, terms not of production, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah production-wise, it just he wasn't. Baker Mayfield wasn't getting him the ball. Right, right. Cleveland no. must be like, wow, Odell's going to a Super Bowl right now. Oh, they're very sad, I'm sure. But uh, you know what? <laughs> I don't give a crap about Cleveland. They can. <laughs> they're our. They're one of our biggest the, rivals. So. The armpit of America. Uh, yes. But I did forget yeah. to mention, I, I did forget to mention just the icing on the cake with mm-hmm. how Jimmy just Garoppolo this. underperformed and just was being Jimmy. I don't, I, again, I wouldn't say he underperformed. <laughs> I, is, I mean, just, just being Jimmy G. Just, yeah. Jimmy G doing Jimmy G things. Yeah, so in just the icing on the cake, there was that interception where mm-hmm. he just—I was going to bring that up later. Away. I mean, it's yeah. like it's like Carson what? Wentz. It's a Carson what Wentz type doing? interception. What are He's you doing? Very it's like to this Carson is take the championship. Take game. the sack. The sack would be so much better than trying. Like I don't understand. Okay, like I like this is the thing that has like really like gotten me like the past couple of days. I don't understand. Why this has become such a trend in the NFL. And it all started, of course, because of Patrick Mahomes, because he was making all these incredible plays, right? I, we keep coming back to Patrick Mahomes, dang it, <laughs> okay? But, it get, but like, it, it all started with him. Ever since he was starting to make these incredible passes, all these incredible plays, you know, no-look passes and stuff like that, every quarterback, for some reason, is like, oh, I can do that too. And ever since then, you, you've seen Carson Wentz do it. You saw Jimmy G do it. They try to make a play out like they try to make something out of nothing. They try to do and something what would, they're not, which is yeah. Playmaker and he tried there. He tried. Oh, we saw Josh Allen do it a couple years ago in that Houston <laughs> game. Yeah. Uh, in that Houston playoff game, where they just try too hard to make this incredible play that ultimately comes back and bites them in the ass. Yeah. And this is one of those situations. It bit them in the ass. They. When in reality, that sack would have been so much better than him basically throwing the game by by causing that interception. If I could go back to the Rams real quick, I just uh, I question why Cooper Cup is wide open on so many occasions. I mean, all season long, we know how good the guy is. I mean, he's he's one of the best receivers in football. Why is he so constantly wide open? Why can't defenses figure out a way to cover him? Um He's just That's, too damn good, and and Sean McVay schemes him open. I feel like, and know, also when you got Odell, you got you know, oh, they, yeah, they, Jefferson too. Yeah, they have they have weapons. They, they're stacked, man. The only thing that they're not stacked at is running back, but like they're a stacked team. Yeah, and I I think if you give Cam Akers more time, he could become he could become a better running back. He's still young, so he'll he'll figure it out. But the Rams are a scary team for the future too. I mean, um, if you know if Stafford sticks around. You know they could they could be a force to be reckoned with in the NFC, especially because it's just I feel like the NFC is very much up in the air. We don't have a lot of 
young studs in the NFC like you do in the AFC. Like you don't see yeah. the NFC loaded with that same amount of future generational talent. You have a lot of older farts playing out there. So I mean, um, we got we got well, you got Rodgers. You got Rodgers, but we don't know if Rodgers is going to stay in the NFC. He might go to true. the AFC. We don't know yet. He might go. Uh, but as of right now, we got Rodgers. We did have Brady, but he's gone. Who else? The is only the guy. Uh, that's I really... mean, the only young guns. The only young guns is Kyler, Dak, and that's it. That's pretty much it. <laughs> Those are the, the only like that's young guns who are like, yeah. And I mean, it's... looking ahead, and I'll probably mention this later. I think this Rams team is different in the fact. Mm-hmm. That last time the Rams were in the Super Bowl in the most recent memory, they're not mm-hmm. gonna put up three points. <laughs> no, yeah, but that's most definitely. but also but also well that was a great coaching job by Bill Belichick because he completely changed up what what the Patriots did on defense and like you know the Rams prepared for one thing and then the Patriots came out and did something completely different. So that was yep. more of a coaching thing <laughs> where the where uh, Sean McVay was basically caught with his pants down. Um, and just couldn't adjust. Um, no, whereas, no like, this belt. time, yeah, whereas, like, this time, uh, um, this time, yeah, it's going to be different. Also, uh, you know, because every time Kirby brings us up, it's 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 such a big deal to him. You know, they're going to be playing at home. I don't know how much of a home field advantage it's going to be. Yeah, it'll be um, it'll be split up. The audience will be split up. Yeah, it's but also, crazy, it's, man. Two years in a row. Cool. Well, um, you know. <laughs> We talked about this. I, I don't know if we were off air or we were recording. I can't remember, but it's like it's like I said when you schedule when, when good teams have the Super Bowl get slated you said in this their off air, slated in the you know in their home stadium. They circle that because the, you know they know that like hey, if we can get to the Super Bowl, we have a chance. I mean, we will play at home unless there's mm-hmm. some you know disaster. That's always been a thing. That's always because like when Dallas hosted the Super Bowl in like 2010, that that they were like they were they trying were to make a team. run that year. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised <laughs> it took too long to. For, for this would to it have been? Would it have been? Yeah, even I agree. Crazier. I mean, I'm just hypothetically speaking. <laughs> if the Rams were playing the Chargers in the Super Bowl, yeah, that, that would now be, that now, now that, that would have been that, insane. That would be a huge headline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt, no doubt. That would have been Los insane. Los Angeles for sure. versus Los Angeles. Yeah. Yes. Yes, the battle for LA. That would have been pretty favoritism. cool. <laughs> that would have been awesome, but yeah, that's sure. not what we got here. But uh, for the Rams, you know, this is I mean, they really vindicated the Matthew Stafford trade and trading away their future because they're in the Super Bowl. This is what it's all about. They went all in. They've traded their future away essentially. They don't have any draft pick like a first round draft pick until like 2025, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um it, it, like they're they're in a good spot, uh, or like like this. This is what it all came down. To. Now they have to win, and for Matthew Stafford, this is also like vindication that like, hey, like the re- like I've been good this whole time. It's just I was stuck in Detroit, you know, and Detroit didn't necessarily have, you know, they don't the, have the media. The they don't media have the media. Darling. Detroit's probably they don't have, fine right now. No, I'm pretty sure they're celebrating. They're they're probably they're probably they're happy for Matthew. Now, they're, of yeah, course, they're, they're sad because they're like. Yeah, yeah, I'm positive that they're happy for Matthew Stafford because he gave him so much, dude. Like he gave him everything. He came in week in, week out, you know, hurt, injured you know, all the give time. Us bu- yeah, and like we we've seen the effects on. Like he's not healthy going yeah. here on the Rams right now. Like he's still hurt. He's fighting through a lot. Yeah, 
but like you know for for Matthew Stafford like this is this is big for him you know to find like he was like 0 and 3 in the playoffs you know with the with the Lions he's 3 and 0 so far with the Rams yeah like I said this is a big deal for him and I'm I'm happy for Stafford no I totally agree with you um I, I, and I think a lot of people are rooting for the Rams because of that. But also, on the other end, you have the Bengals, who are also a great Cinderella Listen, story. We're not too. making our picks anytime soon, but no, no, just no. know I'm having fun. a hard time picking right now. Yeah, me too. So, yeah, I, I, I would like to mention one thing about the Rams' defense. How would you all like to uh, spend three years in retirement, uh, come back, and you're in a Super Didn't we bring this up last week? Probably, but we still, brought this Eric, up like we we brought we brought this up before. It's the it best deal the guy could have ever gotten. Yeah, it also I mean, it also he had a big you impact. You just bring him back for the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, he played very he well in this game. game. Yeah, it's, it's, hard it's crazy. It's hard and to he's three. He was three years in retirement. Yep. I mean, he was keeping in shape by playing pickup yeah. basketball. Apparently, so. But I mean, still, and also crazy. you know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's insane that he basically just came off the couch and just like. Came in and he's and then here in the NFC Championship game he had a fantastic performance. He, a he played game. very well in this game. Yeah, and, and that just adds to that Rams defense, um, which, like I said, and like all of us have said, I mean they are solid defensively. Um, it's one reason why I think Cincinnati hasn't faced a defense quite like the the Rams. I know we're going to talk about oh, that to come. This but. is this is a nightmare for Cincinnati's offensive line. On paper, but we're, we're, we're going to give a quick preview call. here in a little bit on, on what's going to happen. Yep. But that, that, that's all I have to say. The Rams are just clearly, I mean, the, the, the team with more talent they're the team that wanted this game more, especially Matt Stafford. We talked about They're Goliath yep. and the Bengals are going to be David. <laughs> so <laughs> this is a definitely David Goliath thing because like, a, like, cause like that Rams team is stacked aside from running back, of course. Um, but like you said, Cam Akers, you can't, he's you can't coming have back from it all injury most of the time. So I mean, you can, you know, but <laughs> it's just it's hard rare. to do it. It's rare it's with the salary do. cap and such. Yeah, to to do that. Yep. But all yeah. right, the Super Bowl is set. When we return, we will give you a brief preview and tell you what is to come for uh, the future. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Hey, sports fans. Thank you for listening to and supporting the Kirby on Sports podcast with founder and host Josh Kirby, along with lead contributor Dan Dembski. Like, subscribe, and give them a five-star rating wherever you get your podcast from. My name is Dr. Dave Miles, founder of Dr. Dave Leadership Corporation. Our company helps leaders build engaged and productive teams. Exclusively for listeners of the Kirby on Sports podcast, you can take an opportunity to discover your primary communication style and learn more about effective communication with others. Text Kirby to 757-903-0743 for your free copy of the Working From Home Communication Assessment where you'll learn your primary communication style, how to better communicate with others not like you, and tips on working remotely based on your personal communication style. 10 minutes, tons of resources. Learn about yourself and your team. Again, text Kirby to 757-903-0743 for your free assessment report today. I'm Dr. Dave Miles, founder of Dr. Dave Leadership Corporation, where we help you and your team be more engaged and productive by understanding each other better. Back to you, Josh. 
Hey there, this is Mark Francis of Icon Real Estate. If you have any real estate needs in the Winchester surrounding area, including West Virginia, give me a call. I've got extensive experience, been in the business for almost 20 years, and would love to help you out. Track me down at Icon Real Estate, iconsells.com, or even give me a call, 540-247-1527. Again, Icon Sells, I-C-O-N-S-E-L-L-S.com, and I would love to chat with you and help you out. Give me a call. SoFi oh. Stadium is the site for Super Bowl 56. The Rams and the Bengals, and what an amazing way to sort of christen a new stadium in SoFi Stadium by bringing in Super Bowl 56. Not only that, but the home team, Los Angeles Rams, and the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, I mean, I this is probably going to be a pretty, pretty big Super Bowl I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. The funny thing is the Rams aren't technically the home team in this game. <laughs> like the Bucs were, too. Like the Bucks were last year, too. No, the Bucks were the home team last no, year. No, they were they the just, away team. No, they were the home team, but they decided to wear their away jerseys. Or, no. Yes, because this year the NFC is the away team. They alternate huh. year after year. I know what I'm talking about, Kirby. Yeah, they used they used to do it differently. I, no, I swear. I thought the Bucks were the away. The Bucks were the home team, but they decided to wear their away jerseys because Brady loves white jerseys. Huh. Okay. Why do you well, think the whatever. Patriots always wore their white jerseys after you know, after they realized, oh, because they became superstitious, well, and they well, were like, oh, the white jerseys are the way to the go. Point. Besides the point, if they're home or away, it doesn't uh, matter. That's, the, that, that's a big point. They're the away team, technically, so they won't be wearing their home jerseys. <laughs> because I'm pretty sure the Bengals are going to decide to wear their home jerseys. So they're going to be wearing the black jerseys, and the Rams are going to be wearing the white jerseys. Or the, I'm sorry, well, the bone jerseys is what they're called. Well, well, no matter the jersey color or home or away, this is still going to be an exciting game. That was Maybe. a great segue, but yes, uh, I, I, I expect it to. Uh, it's either one of two ways for me, and I kind of, kind of preface this. I think it's either going to come down to the end, or the Rams are going to run away with it. Just because yep. it's it, the offensive line of the Bengals is so bad, and you're going up against one of the best rushing or pass rush, pass rushes in the National Football League. It's mm-hmm. just it's it's going to be a tough road to sow for Cincinnati. Uh, as far as protecting Joe Burrow, especially after he got sacked nine times um, in a mm-hmm. game that they somehow won um, just just a couple weeks ago. So, um, actually, just was that a week ago? No, it was technically two weeks ago now. But technically two weeks ago, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I I think uh, I think if you look at this matchup on paper, I think I think you definitely go with the Rams just because on paper they are the better team. Um, but Cincinnati's played with a lot of heart. Uh, they've played with a lot of gusto so far, especially in the playoffs. I'm not going to mm-hmm. count them out by any stretch of the imagination. I I just think it's going to be tough because the Rams, the Rams have, you know, they have really, the, this has been a project for them for some time to to build a championship team. We've seen it over the years, them trading away draft picks, signing big free agents, but also the Rams have a ton of homegrown talent as well. I mean, it's not talked about enough. Um, 
they've also d- built a lot through the draft. So, mm-hmm. you know, that Obviously to me, Donald. yeah, yeah, he's, he's the biggest name. Um, you know, Robert Woods, he's injured, but uh, obviously on mm-hmm. IR, but he's another big name that they had. Imagine if they had Robert Woods, too. I mean, that would just be Oof. a whole other level of of uh, of, of domination uh, that the Bengals would have to worry about. But, yeah, I, I think the Bengals, this is a big moment for them. Obviously, the Super Bowl is big for both teams, but this is kind of like, okay, show us what you've got. So you've gotten into this game, um, you know, I don't think they've Why had not? any <laughs> yeah. fluke wins mm-hmm. by any um, by any stretch of the imagination, but they're the Cinderella team. They're the underdog. Yep. People want to see what do you have. Like show mm-hmm. us, show us why why you're the story of the season. And I think that's mm-hmm. what they have to come out and prove. And I th- I think it's going to be tough. I agree. I think this I th- might be. I think this might be a. Uh, game. Uh, I'll, I'll let. Uh, I'll, this is just really quick, Carlos. But I think this will be a game where um, both offensive lines are going to have to step up big because I think this might come down to a big defensive battle. I mean, I'm not saying the offense won't be there, but I'm just saying defenses could play a big factor as well. Yeah, I'm. I. I don't know about that point. I don't know about the offensive line point because I'm not worried about the Rams offensive line. The offensive line that we're obviously I was more all touching about, on the Bengals there. But you know. Okay. Um <laughs> let me get to that. Let me get to that. Jesus, Kirby. Pump the brakes, buddy. <laughs> but yeah, I mean the thing here is, you know, Cincinnati, the biggest weakness on Cincinnati like obviously the whole line is a weakness, but their biggest weakness is the right side. And that is the Rams' defense's strength, strength is attacking that side, and that's Von Miller's area. And, of course, they can move Aaron Donald over to the right side and take advantage of those guys over there too. But not only that, I mean, their stat – I mean, obviously, you got one of the best corners in the league in Jalen Ramsey. Um, it's Who's going to be able to handle Jamar Chase, I feel like. Um, it's not going to be easy for Cincinnati, you know, under any – circumstances uh, of course defensively for Cincinnati I feel like they'll be they're gonna have to play the game of their lives to be able to stop these weapons you know Cooper Cup Odell Beckham Jr yeah um I mean who knows if they have what it takes to do that now I do I think they're gonna be able to stop the running game yeah for sure I think they can stop the running game they have a great uh pat, running rushing defense um they've been able to really shut down obviously they they beat Tennessee, who has got one of the best running attacks. Of course, Derrick Henry wasn't necessarily in football shape. Um, you yeah. know, it w- wasn't at the peak of Derrick Henry powers, but still, they stopped him. Um, and and yeah, and Kansas City. I mean, they did good. You know, stopping Kansas City's potent. You know, offense. So I think they. I think for sure this defense can do it. But I think it's just it's. They're going to have to play the game of their lives here to really pull this off against this juggernaut of a team in, in Los Angeles. The yeah. Joe um, Burrow, Joe, the Joe Burrow, Jamar chase connection is going to have to be a big role in my opinion, because I feel like the Stafford cup. But, but hold on. Is, but we've seen, we've seen that it doesn't have to, I mean, they beat the chiefs without that. You yeah, without that being – it doesn't have to be the thing, but the, he does have to make an impact in the game. Correct, correct. That That's what I was trying to say because Joe Burrow does have those other weapons. So the the offensive spark, the, the Bengals just have to have a 
big offensive game as well. And the Bengals secondary, they have to look out for Cooper Cup. I was just about to, I was just about to say that, and I think too. Um, they, but they can't they, solely focus on Cooper Cup because, of course, it's yeah. Odell. I that thought Cincinnati secondary did a great job in the second half against Kansas City's uh, dynamic receivers, especially Tyreek Hill and, and Kelsey. Those are the two guys you have to stop for them. The Rams, mm-hmm. um, the Rams have a similar situation, but I think the Rams have even more weapons. Um, so I, I, I think Cincinnati has shown that they can slow down weapons when they have to. Like they, mm-hmm. they, they know how to game plan. That being said, you know if they fall behind in this game, I, I just don't, I don't think it's going to go the same way because Sean McVay is not going to let the Rams let up if they get a big lead. He's not going to let them fall asleep uh, but- in the second half. But I don't know about that because we've seen Sean McVay fall asleep at the wheel in the second half. Just because you you know you get the big lead, I mean we've seen it. We saw it against San Francisco at the end of the season, you know. And and it wasn't like you know the Rams had everything locked up at that point because they didn't. Um, as a matter right. of fact, they ended up falling down to the four seed because of you know losing to San Francisco. True. Um. So my my thing is, and like they were leading big, they were leading seventeen to three going into that second half. All they had to do was just. You know, the thing is, they don't have a running game. So, like, it'll be hard for them to milk the clock, um, especially to, against the Cincinnati. Right, you have to hope to complete a bunch of passes. <laughs> yeah, like, this is going to be a big Matthew Stafford passing game. And for the Bengals, the it's different. The Bengals do have a good running game. You know, Joe Mixon is a solid running back. Um, he, he's going to get you those tough yards. Um, so, for me, it's more of... Since if if Cincinnati if we go into the fourth quarter and Cincinnati's still there, like right there, still like keeping keeping up with with Los Angeles, I, don't, I won't be surprised if Cincinnati wins this. But if we go, but if we go into like the second half, we're like in the middle of the third quarter and it's just clear Los Angeles is starting to take over. Then I mean, L, I mean, LA is the clear fa- favorites here, but. You know, we just can't count Cincinnati out because I mean they've they've beaten the tough teams to get here. Totally agree. So well you will, so you will not be seeing our picks here. Um, we will be doing a Super Bowl pregame show. We will keep you updated on all social medias for that as well. As up until this point, next week is the Pro Bowl, so that means we will be. Coming back next week and talking about everything related oh, to, yes. to the yes, Pro Bowl. this is what I wanted. I wanted us to preview the Pro Bowl. Let's go. Yes, yes, preview the Pro Bowl. I am absolutely <laughs> kidding because who cares about a glorified flag football matchup? We're taking yeah. the week off. Uh, he was, we well, he was waiting ready. for that ring. Okay, we, Kirby. We are, hey. we are putting into the books and we are giving you all the stats, <laughs> getting you ready. For the Super Bowl pregame show, Kirby on Sports Podcast on. Live. That was great. Okay. That was a great okay, promo. Buddy. Uh-huh. Sorry, sorry, I cut uh-huh. you off a couple times during it, but anyway, <laughs> I think on that note, that's what we're doing. <laughs> I think on that note, uh, hold on before good. before before we say goodbye. Before we say goodbye to our you know to our lovely. Love- listeners lovely and, listeners yes you know everybody that's listening to us on the podcast everybody and people who have joined us live um before we say goodbye we, we we do have to address the fact that kirby 
went defeated this weekend and made two wrong picks. While me and Dan went Congrats. 500 and we went one Split. and one. I'll take splitting. I'll take that. Well, so, Carlos, so, Carlos, Carlos, yes. at least I showed up. Last week, you see that guy sitting right next to me. He did not show up. And he He's was not sitting defeated. next to you, though. He's all the way in, you know, but, another but, county. But who has a better virtual. record? Virtual. Roll the drum roll, because let's see who has the better record now, Carlos. <laughs> I don't have a graphic made for this. I'm sorry, boys. I, I totally fine. forgot to make a graphic. But what what did we st- what, what what did we end at? Remind yeah, me what, again. What, what are the records? Let's just take. Okay, it was hold six on. And four to start for Kirby and I. With him going zero and two, uh, I believe. Let I me passed let me pull let me pull it. I up believe real both quick. of us. No, because you were five and. Well. Anyways, that's the schedule of events. We're taking the week off next week. And then coming to you, Super Bowl Sunday for a pregame show. That will So wait, be live. so technically so are we're taking two weeks off then technically? Because we're not coming we're not coming back next Tuesday. And then are we doing a show the Tuesday the week of Super Bowl? Or are we just that's next time you're gonna see us is Super Bowl the preview show? Let's talk about this um, off that that's an off-air okay. discussion. Okay, 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 but okay, okay, we will, okay. we will keep you all updated. We have social media platforms that we will keep you updated because I know you will probably miss us. You will most oh, definitely sure. miss the legend of Carlos Martinez. Yeah, damn right, they're gonna miss me. Okay, so I have the updated stats. I have the updated Thank stats you. here. Dan is now the top dog in the race here at. Thank you. Seven, Thank you very much. I think he's seven. I think you're seven and five now. I'll if, take if that. my math is correct. Because you went that. one and one, you were six and four, so you're seven and five. Me and Kirby are now tied at six and six. Oh, it gets so I have made a comeback, boys. I am in, still in this race. Now here's the question: What does happens? that mean? Does that mean one of y'all has to pick? You have to pick, make different picks for the Super Bowl. That's Right, some I feel like I feel like it's not good because I don't know. It's tough, right? Because like I don't know. Because if you both pick because the same team, then you if we both pick the same tied. team and we both yeah so we're gonna finish tied, and then but Rock Dan and then what happens if Dan you pick the other team and we they all lose tied. or yeah. like what if we all pick the same team they lose? No, then you would still be up up on us. True, right? Yeah, you would still be up, so you would win. But then, like, say, like, you pick the other team, they lose, you come down, then we all tie. Yeah. So what the hell happens then? <laughs> who knows? We're going to have to figure all this out. We'll, we'll, we'll have it all figured out. I think but, we'll have a duel has, to the death. But that's we, will keep you all, we will keep you all updated. Or Kirby will lose. Yeah. Yeah, of course. It's always. Pew, pew. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. That is all the time we have for the divisional wrap-up. Here on the Kirby on Sports Podcast, once again, big it's so hard to say goodbye to yesterday. Oh, I'm going to miss you, boys. Austin, let's go. So for the weapon, Dan Dembski, the Swiss Army Knife, Carlos Martinez, I am Josh Kirby. Thanks stay to frosty. our sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you all are the best. Thanks to our sponsors. Trumbull Insurance Agency, 540-532-0622. Regroup Building Services, PM Plus Reserve, Shenandoah Primitives, Dr. Dave Leadership Corporation, and Mark Francis with 
Icon Real Estate. You can check out the Kirby on Sports podcast on all streaming platforms, all social media platforms, and KirbyOnSports.com. Check us out on all social media platforms, and we will keep you informed on the next. Give my edits some love. Uh, (laughs) I work hard on those. Yes, the next couple of weeks. And follow Chief underscore graphics on Instagram. And um, And follow Chief on Instagram, too. He doesn't have an Instagram, but follow him. (laughs) Gentlemen, it's been a blast. The Super Bowl is quickly approaching, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Until the next time you see us or hear us, always remember to create greatness. And we say so long and peace out.